Welcome to Ease, the entertainment and showbiz experiences podcast. It's all things entertainment based, how to get into it and how to develop it into something once you are ready to move on. All the information people didn't tell you, forgot to tell you, or were too busy to tell you, all told through personal experiences. Welcome back to the program, everybody. I'm so excited to check back in with a good friend of mine, season two interview, and um, an all-around amazing person. I wanted to, I reached out to this person and said, hey, do you mind if we check in and find out what you're doing now after the pandemic and kind of how it shaped your last year? And he was like, yeah, I'm so down for it. And we, uh, I was able to be on his podcast and we shared some stories there and He's just doing so many wonderful things. So where are they now? I brought back um, Drake. How are you, Drake? Hey, guys. I'm great. Awesome. <laughs> it's good seeing you again. Thank you so much for doing this for me um, and being able to be the first person to see where we left off. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Um, first and foremost, you started a podcast that I was able to be a part of. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so actually, ironically enough, you gave me the inspiration and kind of started my whole podcast journey. And uh, I did a whole season. Whole season. <laughs> you were on season one. Mm-hmm. I did a full season last year. And I just thought about it. Season two is coming this month. And it's going to come after I do your podcast again. So maybe you're like my muse that I need to get podcasts going. To get motivated. And it helps me out. Yeah. It's, it, this is like full circle. <laughs> and I think the last time that you were on my uh, on my podcast, we had just started talking about like you wanting to do it, the idea, the concept yeah. and everything. And from that point to now, I mean, you said a whole season, but that was 24 episodes. You put them out there. You had guests. Um, what do you think the hardest part of, of podcast starting or starting to do this was? You know, for me, I think the hardest part was just being consistent. Yeah. Because I kept trying to, when I talked to you, I was trying to create my concept. I wanted to create something that was authentic to me. So I talk about everyday life, but I cooked a recipe with it. And so I was just trying to stay authentic with it and not push it too much. So once I got my whole list of 24 episodes down yeah. mm-hmm. and then what I wanted to talk about, then I um, thought about a recipe. But that was probably the hardest part is just making the recipe so that it really did sync with the episode and not just, you know, we're talking about relationships, but I'm yeah. cooking a pot pie. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that probably was the hardest pie. part for me. All pot Nothing pie wrong with pot pie, but don't come for us. I didn't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> But um, yeah, that that was probably the hardest part. And ironically enough, TikTok saved me with that. Um, oh yeah, no, the, because- the podcast and doing that with you was what started me on TikTok. So yeah, and I think that was a really good um, kind of pairing together as you produced uh, videos that went along with the recipes that you were doing. So every episode had that recipe you were verbally telling everybody how to do it, but there was a visual aspect on a different social media platform, which I thought was so genius, so genius. So you could see exactly what you were making, but also hearing the stories from the people that were co-hosting with you. 
Yeah. I mean, that was, and that, thank you for saying it was genius because it was kind of a fluke. And um, <laughs> because I was one of those people who, and now is this, this thing going around was like millennials a year ago was just like, why are we going to use this TikTok thing? And that was totally me. And yeah. then when I got on it, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I actually do enjoy this. And it it just, yeah, it made it so much easier, not only for the audience, but it made it easier for me. Because when I could see see what I was talking about, and then, like, it, it helped me push it a little bit um, harder, I guess, each, sure. each and every time. Yeah. And what, if um, just a quick catch up on you for if you didn't if you hadn't heard uh drake's story in my season two episodes drake is a chef and he performed i say perform because you did shows in front of audiences that were um partnered with america's test kitchen so it was like being at an in-studio version of uh trying to think of who it would be like Rachel Ray show or somebody a a chef that would be on stage and they were making dishes and there was a whole bunch of uh of different shows that you did in front of audiences and you really had to learn how to be a performer and how to interact with audience members and how to cook for a camera underneath those things so all of (laughs) this has helped me tremendously (laughs) yeah yeah for sure all of those things that you learned previously that we had talked about in that past episode um, of the podcast you are kind of bringing into the fashion now and really carving your space and all these things and you said tiktok tell us a little bit about how you use tiktok and cooking together so i uh, i originally got on tiktok solely for the purpose of my podcast um after we had talked about that and i was using it because i one of my friends said at least get on tiktok just to edit your videos because if you're not a great video editor like on your computer using different applications TikTok allows you to edit inside of your phone. And I was like, that's perfect for me because I, I don't have the um the capabilities to edit videos on my own on my <laughs> yeah. computer and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's try this out. But now I I am in the, I guess, the um the chef world of TikTok where I do mostly cooking videos. I also do other random videos, but it, it's cool because it really allows you to kind of show off your skills, but mm-hmm. also have fun with it. Yeah. And it's not so serious. Um, and I, I did it just for fluke, but now is now it's becoming like really, really nice. And shout out to all my TikTok followers, Chef Chef Hollywood eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, I know you have a you have a pretty loyal following that goes through. Your videos are pretty consistent. Are you noticing that your cooking videos are kind of driving all the traffic, or are you? Are you noticing that those one-offs that you do are kind of really the count the view counts up more on those? You know what's funny? The cooking videos are 95%. The my my other one-off videos, the, it's weird. I think I'm pretty sure my audience is just like, what is he doing? <laughs> and there's other ones in my drafts that I, I will not post. But yeah, if I posted them, the people that follow me to see cooking videos are probably just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did a silhouette challenge. But, I, but see, I was, did the silhouette challenge and I made it about food. cooking a little yeah. food, you know. So yeah. when I do the challenges, I do try to bring it back to food and like my brand. Uh-huh. And not only just because like trying to keep the following, I, because I don't want to, um, I don't ever want to get on TikTok or any of these other social media platforms doing things to keep the audience. 
yeah. and doing things that I don't normally do. So mm-hmm. I do like I would I would never do the silhouette challenge in real life, like the full version. But I was oh, like, sure. I'll do this, and then I'll make it like my own. So it was really actually I, I have more fun doing those kind of challenges and just making them mine. So I love it. I I got on TikTok during the quarantine, and I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't quite understand it, but then I just recently, probably like two weeks ago, I started, I decided to get back on it again. So I'm like, let me just try. Let me just find out. Yeah, you've been posting videos. I've been seeing your videos on there. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, let me just find out what this is about again. I love it. I think it's so awesome. You know, the weird thing is that it really was one of those things where I thought it was going to be so like uh, another one. Like, you know, it just felt like it's going to be a... but it is. It's so awesome because you legit just get to watch videos that you want to watch, and you you know, yeah, scroll through. You just keep scrolling through. Um, yep. And you know, another one that I'm kind of really obsessed with, and the being podcast people, um, I have fell in love with Clubhouse. And it took me a little bit of it took me a little while to get like used to the hallways and the the lingo for Clubhouse, but I've really fallen deep for. Information that they're giving you um, on Clubhouse, and I know you've been sent Clubhouse invites, but you haven't started. You haven't started. Yet, have I you? haven't, and I, I, um, I apologize to people that have sent it to me because I did not accept. And now I want to accept them, so now I got to reach back out to people and be like, "Can you send me an invite again?" Because I'm ready. Now to you, get <laughs> yeah, now you got to accept because there's so much. There's so many fun things there. Um, I love how you just announce all these things on my podcast. So it makes you do it, right? It holds you accountable. I, it does. It really helps me. Like I'm, I'm very good at holding myself accountable if I tell the world, which is why I don't tell the world a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you become yeah. that's like a mental health problem that you have to yeah. deal with later. Yeah. Same. Same. And then you just become this like weirdo whack because you're dealing with so many things in your head. Yep. <laughs> so many ideas that I never tell people, so it's not like I'm behind on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not let anybody else down except myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that we say it out loud, I should stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I interviewed you. I think I interviewed you just at the be right before COVID, like actually exploded. Yes. Like we were still doing things in in the mm-hmm. world, which shockingly enough. It was probably a year ago that I interviewed you because we're almost in one year in quarantine, like being at our home. And I don't think we were in quarantine when you interviewed me first time. I don't think we were in quarantine either because we were still able to do things. But, I mean, it's probably been a year since I've interviewed you. So, I mean, as horrible COVID was just kind of life-changing for all of us. Did you, were you able to stay away from the the... COVID or did where did you get it? I did not catch COVID. Thank you, Jesus. Knock on yeah. wood. Um, I was super, super careful as I could be, though. I don't stay alone. I stay with my brother. So mm-hmm. I was and he still works. So and he works for public. So I was trying to be as careful as possible while living with him. I have um other health stuff. So yeah. I was just like trying to stay in my little bubble so that I didn't so that I didn't even take a chance because I have friends like um Georgia you know Georgia mm-hmm. you might know Georgia um mm-hmm. digital workshop host when she caught it she was in ICU she had to be on like and I was that was my instant like I do not cannot won't not take any chances with this yeah. so 
thank you god i stayed away from it yeah that's good you really <laughs> took all the precautions and for people that don't know Publix is a like southern i think it's just in the south oh yeah yeah it's, it's a, a yeah southern grocery chain a grocery chain yeah and um Publix, it, well, everybody kind of knows that people that were working in grocery stores were 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 our frontline workers, and they were essential. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, I remember, there were months when I went to the, not everything was closed except grocery stores, and you were waiting yeah. in lines, and you were there was it was it was I was, I mean, I still think back on it, I get goosebumps thinking like God, it felt like the world was ending, doing this, oh man, and knowing that the only place that you could go was like a grocery store and that these people were working overtime to make things happen. And so he worked in the, he works in the warehouse. So he oh. would see like the trucks and like he would, he's the person that like assigns the trucks and stuff. So it was just, it was bananas. Like he was normally before, like probably when we did our interview, he would do like maybe six to eight hour days. And at that time he was doing 12, 14 hour days. Mm hmm yeah, I mean, there was times, I'm sure all of you know, is that there was no toilet paper. It was like random things. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most random thing ever. Most <laughs> random things ever. But then like those people that worked in grocery stores were just, you could just see the terror of having to do their job with the unknown of what other people coming into their workplace yeah. were going to bring with them. And the fact that they were working 12 15 16 hour days to just make something happen they were incredible so if anybody doesn't know Publix is a grocery store in the south and they've got amazing like subs sub sandwiches like, uh, sub get sandwich a chicken Publix. get a Publix chicken tender sub so, sandwich will change your life it will change your life but also <laughs> it'll change your life when it's on sale too when it's 5.99 oh yeah 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 it's, you, when it's 5.99 it's even better it's even better <laughs> it's like life shattering when it's when it's 5.99 um, so you, you managed, uh, to steer clear of having COVID. I'm the same way. I, yes. I stayed pretty clear of it. I was really concerned with my family, um, uh, with my mom and my aunt being older. I was really like cautious and I stayed away and I had my own space. That was really nice to be in and all of these things. But, um, what other things did you do? Did you start doing in quarantine that kind of, sparked a new uh, evolution for you the other big thing that i did was virtual cooking classes oh fun so um i kind of incorporated my skills that i learned when i worked with you doing uh -huh. america's test kitchen and and doing a live cooking show and then just having the chef background and i partnered with <laughs> one of my really good friends kathleen and she has Chef Lean's virtual cooking, and now I am a partner chef with her. And we started, we actually started doing that together after she was on my podcast. Okay, so I did my episode with her. She's on my episode of Cooking Way Through Life. And we sorry, did sorry, cooking we Way never, we never said your podcast to keep people. Yeah, so I didn't even, out. I didn't even plug it. It's Cooking Way Through Life, <laughs> <laughs> and each episode is Cooking Way Through Something. So she was on Cooking Your Way Through Love, and we did a gumbo recipe because oh. to me love is like gumbo where you have all these different layers of flavor and mm -hmm. you have to build upon it over and over again so on that episode we talked about her virtual cooking classes and could and i was just like she asked me to do it and i was like yeah because i'm really struggling convincing people to let me in their homes while yeah. there's a pandemic going on so <laughs> well i think everybody um, was pretty pretty 
pretty standoffish to anybody coming into their bubble or into their house. Yeah. Um, so and I mean, I was afraid to go in as well, but yeah. that's, that's my whole business <laughs> yeah. is going in people's homes. So. so how often did you guys do this cooking uh, virtual cooking show? So we do monthly classes okay. and we, we normally do a minimum of 15 classes a month. So like March is up right now. So you can go right now and see March. You can sign up for any of our classes. We do classes at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you live on the West Coast and you want to set up for a class at 10 p.m., just reach out to us. We actually can adjust and do a second class for West Coast. And we also do private classes, which has been really big during COVID. So, you know, for you and your best friends, we've done a lot of um girlfriend classes and mm -hmm. even guy friend classes like fraternity classes and stuff mm -hmm. because you want to learn how to cook but you also just want to have fun and hang out and not just talk on the zoom so it's like you're learning something while you're doing it so we make it fun and interactive for you yeah that is kind of a fun idea i never thought about it you know everybody's trying to think of new zoom things to do and you know zoom happy mm -hmm. hours were a thing for like that long and then yeah like, they, they went in they came and went really <laughs> yeah. fast <laughs> everyone's like let's have a zoom happy hour like okay how many bottles of wine can i drink on zoom that's it i'm done <laughs> but you know and then it's like oh can we play games or can we have a wedding or you know other things so that's cool that you guys really tapped into that um how can people find these virtual cooking classes so you can check out my website at chcolinarycreations.com and you can go and, and check out the link there or you can go directly to Kathleen's website as well cheflean.com you can sign up on any one of our websites and the only thing is is that you can not only sign up for the class you want you can see classes ahead like I mentioned we try to be a month out so you'd also right now can see what's coming up in April Ooh. so it gives you a chance to kind of plan ahead and you can just sign up and come join us. So you get a grocery list. We will walk through every class. It's a public class is a maximum of 10 people. So you yeah. never feel like you're a number, like mm -hmm. it's still enough time allotted that we go through your questions. It's really a one-on-one -on -one class with other people. So that's we great. try to make it as one-on-one -on -one as possible. Semi-private classes are always fun and appreciated here. I'm going to put you on the yeah. spot. What day in, in <laughs> what day in March is the vegan lesson? Oh, you know what? I don't have a vegan lesson in March, but I'm sure Kathleen might. I don't know. You said maybe in April. <laughs> maybe in April. Yeah, April is around a quarter. <laughs> I know. It's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> okay, and let's just reminisce. Last March 2020 is, uh, is coming on 365 days. Like, it's the longest March ever. So let's just hope that this oh March God. is a lot shorter than the last March because she was long she i was that, like 31. it would never be a march that long no. <laughs> it's like 31 32 33 34 it just kept going on i was like oh my god is it mar is the end of march yet <laughs> it was so stressful <laughs> so maybe in april 2021 we'll see maybe in april but speaking of vegan i'm the vegan of all this and i always <laughs> say you sent me this lovely, lovely box um, for doing your podcast. It was beautiful. And you popped in something special in it. And I said, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it. You sent me some of your spice mix, one of your spice buds. And I said, oh, I'm going to put this on my vegetables. And I said, okay. <laughs> 
Okay, we're in business now. We're in business. I put it on some rice crackers that I had made. We're in business, yeah? So tell us a little bit about this spice and sauce line that you decided to start as well. So the spice blend line that I did, honestly, it's another thing that it, it came authentically. I've always made my own spice blends as much as I could. And when I cook for you in your home, if I'm doing a personal chef um, job for you, I'm always making my own creations to flavor and season your food. And so I kept getting people that I had as clients ask me about what did you put on the food? What did you use? And so instead of just like sending them a list of 20 items, I was like, well, I can just make some for you and then just send it to you. And that turned into me actually bottling it and selling it to everyone. And I have four different spice blends, mm -hmm. um, which are pretty much the four that I use the most. And the ones that I, I have a hard time finding the variations I like in the store. So yeah. I have a jerk spice blend, which is you're a jerk. I, I have a an all like everything spice blend, mm -hmm. which you can use on anything, which is all day, every day. That's what I, I have. have one. That's the one you got. So mm -hmm. it's the best one for like yeah. vegetables and anything you want. I have a like a barbecue slash smoker spice mm -hmm. blend, which is backyard rub down. And then the one that is the most popular, which I thought was going to be the one that no one wanted, it is a seafood way? spice blend. Yeah. yeah, it's a seafood spice blend called Catch of the Day. And I honestly thought no one would want it because I just know Old Bay is so huge. And I was just like, uh, you know, this is one of the things I use. But, you know, but yeah, that's the that's probably my number. That's my number. That is my number one seller is. OK, so let's Catch hold of the on. Day. Hold on. Let's talk about Catch of the Day. Are you do you watch American Mukbangs? I do not. On, on, trick. I'm you sorry. Have, you have to I'm go on YouTube serious. and you have to watch these mukbangs because seafood mukbangs are so highly um, viewed. Even there's this one woman that I, I've loved for like oh, two years now. Her name is B Loves. And she has this, she does seafood boils with like spices and butter sauce. Mm. And she has her own. But so many other people replicate this and they have like all their different spice blends that they make to boil and to put in sauces and butter and things. So it is yeah. a big giant, like a, it, a lot of people do the seafood. So I could see how that one is, is a big seller. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like one of my friends, we had a conversation and he was just like, you got to stop thinking that just because something else is out there that you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because you have to look at like we have Walmart, which has like seven different brands of the same oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Like if things like this can exist in a the world and a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're just like, oh, I want to do that. But somebody's already doing it. So I won't do it. So but yeah. it's a safeguard but, mechanism for yourself. It's like, oh, yeah. I kind of see somebody that has the same idea. Well, I don't want to put myself out there, so I'm not going to do it because they kind of have mm -hmm. the same idea. But really they're they don't have what you have to offer which is you like what are you going to put into that that's going to make it different than what's out there right now you know you yeah. you might have the you might have the knowledge and say hey listen like that spice is not good in there you know we we need to yeah. switch that with something else and on all of a sudden somebody tastes it and they're like oh i really like this but without your personal input and your personal passion into that project nobody would ever know you know true 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 and we tell ourselves to not put ourselves out there so so frequently we say oh no we're not going to do it yeah you know? 
same thing and with i mean that, that's kind of how i felt about podcasting until yeah. i talked to you yeah podcasting too <laughs> it's like oh i don't i somebody else is doing it but what somebody else doesn't have is what you're going to offer yep yeah so I see, I see, I see a lot of podcasting people and they are great. You know, I listen to, I don't mm-hmm. listen to different podcasts. I get ideas from what they're doing because they're doing it so well, but what they're doing is their, is their lane. And yeah, I got to yeah. stay in my lane. I have to do my thing. I have to represent who I'm going to be and they want to represent who they're going to be. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to veer lanes. I'm just going to stay stay straight in my lane. And that's anything that we do. You know, it's kind of like just keep it checking, keep it moving. Not, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to put stuff out there because, like you said, the last one that you thought that was going to be a big seller <laughs> is the one. You know, because in your mind you're like, oh, nobody's going to want this one. Everybody will want this one, this one, this one. But really, when the, when the people talk, they want something else. Yep. Same thing when the podcast episode comes out. You have no idea. Who's oh my listen god! To it. And the oh one god. that you think that nobody is going to listen to, <laughs> that's the one they listen to. It's just like the podcast episode. I did. I think I did like twenty four or something. Really, in season you did 24. one, twenty four. You, you did. 24. I get. I still get messages. Which shout out to Turkey. I just want to take a moment to shout out the country of Turkey because they Turkey. you guys are the best. Like you guys are the best. I I have been to over fifty countries, and I have not been to Turkey, but I'm going. Um, I but I guess oh, man, I want to go to the hot air balloon festival. Yeah, I actually want to set it up and like have some friends and all of us go. But I do want to go to Turkey. Like shout out to Turkey. Um, but I get messages from people all over the world, and especially Turkey. And the episode where I get the most messages about. Is my episode that I did first, which I thought no one would even care about, which was like dating. And I talked about all my embarrassing stories and how I have all these random hobbies because I follow people really fast. And I was just like, really, people? Like, this is, <laughs> this is the episode you love. <laughs> so, and, you know, and that's yeah. the important thing to think to remember when you're doing these things is you don't know the impact that you're going to have on somebody's life. So yeah. just being authentic and kind of putting it putting the information out there, you lay it on the table, somebody will pick it up. And you, you notice after like you put one, then you put three, then you put five, six, seven, eight, nine, however many you put, episodes you put out there, you see the evolution of who's listening to it. Like in my yeah. wildest dreams, did I think that anybody in the Middle East would be listening to my podcast? No, but then it comes in. You're like, oh, people from, from Abu Dhabi are listening to it or Dubai. Yeah. And like you said, Turkey and like, random of course i have friends in a lot of countries but i don't think that i know anybody in, in abu dhabi or dubai right now I that don't. wants to listen to it <laughs> or like barcelona and i'm trying to rack my brain i'm like who lives in barcelona and why are, why <laughs> is it the second most listened country you know so yeah. it, it's it's it goes out there and people will people will extract the information that they want from it as long as you're mm-hmm. being you're, you're just putting it out there you know and like you said at the beginning of the podcast consistency consistency yeah is the key, you know? it is the key i think too is like what you were saying about being authentic because i always hear like the the um, reality tv stars that feel like they've been painted a, a bad way and then the ones that work with them are just like well i they don't paint me that way and i think it's it goes back to what we've been saying the whole night where if you just be you 
it's easier to be happy with what's out there. But mm-hmm. when you start off with a facade and then people get used to that facade, now when you try to be you, you seems fake because yeah. that's not who you put out in the beginning. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, like, and that's the weird thing with just like, just being me on my podcast and having mm-hmm. people all over the world, like actually connecting to it is like, yeah, this is, this is weird. This is weird, but cool. It's really cool, but it's weird. And I'm, I am glad that I was authentic because then you know like it's a real conversation we're having like you're yeah. asking me questions or saying something about I, something i really put out there versus i was reading a script and yeah. i was trying to be somebody else so and you can interact with people you you get that 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 level of interaction with when somebody says oh i really liked so and so and people will stop me mm-hmm. and they'll say the same thing They're like oh i didn't know this about somebody or that was an amazing because I learned this and you're like, Oh yeah. Then you can give some backstory and you think to yourself, Oh, maybe I should try doing more of that. And if in, in, in future episodes, you know, and it kind of, kind of gives you that, that, that knowledge and that, you know, that assurance, like, yeah, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Okay. I must be doing something. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Plus you have a lot of famous friends. So, you know, (laughs) I don't have. Always, I'm time. always listening to your pod. I'm always listening to your podcast. Like, damn, TJ knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I think to myself, "Gosh, I really don't know anybody." I really <laughs> sometimes I think to myself, and I'm like, "I don't really know anybody." Who should I? Who should I? Um, I always think about people that I'm going to have on my podcast. I, I love everybody that's been on it. I, I mean, I truly adore everybody that I've had on, and that's the best part. It's like I, these are my friends, and it's yes. like catch-up sessions that I can just have with them. But then it's I'm like, nice, man. It's so nice. I love catching up with everybody and giving them, you know, personal experiences that they're having through yeah. their, their journeys. It's always helpful. Um, but then I think, gosh, I don't think I know anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of my, um, what is it, writer's block that I've been having for season two is that who am I going to invite? Like, I'm always, I mean, thank you to everyone that was on season one, you included. But I felt the same way. I was literally, the whole time I was like planning out season one, I was like, who wants to be on my podcast? Like, (laughs) like, who's going to say yes? And then I got in. I got in trouble from other people who I didn't ask. So yeah. now I'm just like, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this time around, I'm going to ask a lot more people, but also, you know, just are you noticing that? It. Are you noticing that people are saying yes? Yeah. Like, yeah. but it, it was, it was a shock to me because I mean, I had, I mean, nothing about, well, I guess like work for America says kitchen, but nothing outside of like, Nothing screamed, he's going to be a good podcaster. Let's be on his show. <laughs> so, so it's always a weird thing when people say, yeah. I'm just like, really? Yeah. Okay. You, like, yes, yes, or yes, no? Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. Which one is it? Because it's kind of like, you know, like you hear all these big stars and they'll be yeah. like, I couldn't believe such and such was on my first album. Because that's what it is. It's like, yeah. you don't know how this is going to go. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to do. Like, no one knew my setup. You knew the most about what I was going to do yeah. with TikTok and try to. But no one knew that outside of you. So, like, you didn't know how I was going to do rollouts. Like, yeah. you just really believed in me. So, thank yeah. you, guys. <laughs> of course. Because when people come on your app, uh, I don't. I could be putting words into your mouth, but when people come on my my show, they come because they believe that 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 
we're going to be able to tell their story together, you know, and that's yeah. ultimately what people trust is like that they trust me and they trust that our, our connection together and that we're just going to have a good time. And I think pod for me, listening to good podcasts is when I hear the connection between the people, the two people, yeah. specifically if they're co-hosting and then they bring on more and more people. And that was always my deal. My deal with my podcast is that I wanted to have somebody else with me to share the information with. And it wasn't just going to be me by myself. So I wanted to have people that I knew and I felt comfortable with and I could have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And you, you, what, what people that are listening might not know is like, I record them now that I can see the person. So we're still having interactions. I'm able to see you and we're getting verbal interactions and we're getting visual interactions. So it's just a fun a fun way of, you know, bringing these stories to life with personal experience. Yeah. So I've had fun, like from beginning to end and yours was the same exact way. I trusted that you were going to, you and I were going to tell a story that somebody was going to benefit from. And if, even if it was just one person that then that we were success, then that show was a success for me. Yeah. I, I, I agree. You did not put words in my mouth. I agree with that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But going back to some COVID things, you talked about being during COVID, you went to this uh, virtual setting because you didn't want to go into anybody's homes to do personal chef things. Have you yeah. ventured back into that? Have you started going back into people's homes? So I have. I am in Georgia. And I mean, as many as you know, um, Georgia really after July, we never really shut down. But <laughs> I personally just wasn't going into people's homes still. I just recently started back in January and now I'm booking out more and I'm still taking precautions. I wear gloves the entire time, masks the entire time. I take tests every week. So like, before I come to your home, I've taken a test. I can show you my results. I also asked that my clients who are going to be there just be as safe as possible. Um, I can't, I can't make people do things. Sure, yeah. I, just, I asked them, and I just tr we have we have to have trust with each mm -hmm. other. Um, the same thing. I always feel like if I'm coming in your home, I want to be as safe as possible because I'm going into different homes, and you're at least probably staying at home or maybe going one place. I'm going to a lot of places, so I just want to be as careful as I can for you as well as for me. Mm -hmm. That business has started picking up, and um, <laughs> as I, TJ knows, and now the world will know, I just had a, a really interesting event <laughs> two days tell ago. Us, tell <laughs> us about it. So as you're cooking, as one does, you know, I'm used to doing things a certain way. So usually if I'm making a, a pan sauce, for instance, yeah. I was making a bourbon pan sauce and, you know, I put my bourbon in my pan. I light it on fire, try to cook off the alcohol a little bit. And I usually just do like one big blow to get rid of the flame so that, you know, I still have the essence of the alcohol. I don't like it to burn all the way off. Well, wearing a mask and trying to blow <laughs> The pan does not work. So yeah. all those videos you see with the people saying you can just blow through the mask. No, you can't. Not with the mask I have because it did not work. <laughs> well, then you're wearing the appropriate mask. I'm wearing the appropriate mask and I could not blow through that mask. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was a little embarrassed because my clients could see me. Um that's okay. Yeah, you know, you do you have to do you have to do you right. And yeah. uh I will uh one up you. I'm in Florida. And Florida was like this. You know how you said uh, you never closed after June? Florida was like, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> we're not closing ever again. <laughs> Florida's been open for like 
Since like mm, April. <laughs> I saw the best meme. It was like, I wonder since Florida treats the coronavirus like global warming now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they believe in global warming? No. <laughs> They're just like, nah, it's another one. It's another hoax. What are they going to say next? Cars drive on the road. <laughs> By themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Cars drive on the road. Planes fly in there. No, as long as that water stays like on the sand over there, it's fine. Nothing's wrong. It's fine. Everything. Yeah. Everything's fine. fine. Like the highest death rate. You guys, you guys are that that meme where the dog is sitting in a chair and it's flames all around him. And yeah. He's like, everything's fine. I'm fine. fine. Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting summer at best. Um, but the, uh, no, all joking aside, I managed to to stay clear of all of it, and like, I'm glad oh that you stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a it was an interesting ride. I'm sure everybody has their stories wherever everybody lives, you know. <laughs> and all my friends in New York and LA, the precaution that they're taking is incredible and just you know deserving kudos because there's some some of my friends are just scared to even leave their house, and like that's the way to do it. I Florida just just didn't close. Yeah. <laughs> it closed for like a week or two, and then was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do this thing. They did. Yeah, <laughs> they so, tried. I mean, you tried. You gave it a tried. good old try. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, and then Georgia was like, all right, yeah, okay, they're doing it. We'll we'll we might as well. We like stopped. I mean, people. we're neighbors, so you yeah. Know. <laughs> we stopped people from coming in for a while, and then they were like, yeah, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh my god, do you realize? I just learned like two days ago. How many people moved here during the pandemic to Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> there's just like, oh, they're open? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's go there. Which makes so much sense because traffic has progressively been getting worse. If you if you can believe that, it's been getting worse. And I'm just like, that makes sense. We've been getting more people here. So yeah. yeah. More people well, are moving. Why not move during the pandemic? Oh yeah. <laughs> so many people are moving. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, interest rates are low. They're like, this is the best time to go. Yeah. Half my health. I'm gonna move. <laughs> Let's move. Let's take the kids cross country. If you oh, took your kids cross country, I hope it was safe. I hope you guys are safe and everything. I'm we're not in front of you. But we're not, it, no. It was just interesting. You just have that to be here. Was. You have to be in Georgia and Florida to to see this in real time to understand that yeah. we're not making fun of people, but it has been a very like we the the things that's been happening is like watching SNL in real life where mm-hmm. we don't have to write it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the news is just hysterical. Everything about it's just like a what? What's happening? Right <laughs> now? So, yeah, I know. But um, yeah, so. Something that I've been doing on my recent podcast, I've been asking people these rapid fire questions and kind of getting to know these people and setting them out. So what I wanted to do with when I catch up with people and have these fun conversations to see where are they now, I wanted to do it at yes. the end so people can say, oh, you know, they get a little bit more in-depth information about who this person is. And don't forget to check out um, Drake's uh, podcast on Ease for in season two. You can find his on my um now, anywhere that you find podcasts, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back. Yes, well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking. St- I'm still not on one, but say their names. Say their names. Which one aren't you on? <laughs> Pandora has still not approved me. It's what? been forever. I don't know why Pandora don't like me. Okay, Pandora. I didn't do anything to you guys. 
Pandora's hardest because they're like, um, what do you call it? Their um, criteria, their judgment criteria mm. is, I. you're not the only person that I've heard that from. I think that. Yeah, I they're think that judging I, me. They're judging. <laughs> I don't think that you can find me on Pandora. So if you're looking on Pandora, I don't think so because I didn't even try. But I got my Amazon Alexa. That one was a really yeah. good one this summer. I was like, oh, dang, I got to get on this. So that if you can, if you just um, tell your Amazon Alexa, Alexa, let, let me listen to uh, E's podcast with Drake, it'll show up. Like nice. That. Yeah. So you should try it sometime. Um, so I have, I pulled 13 questions from the 33 that I normally do. And right, uh, right. we'll just do a rapid fire. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, you for really, having me. You really like turned the pandemic into something really amazing for you. And I'm proud of you for all those awesome adventures that you've kind of decided to, to go in. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. I, I've had a pretty good run. I cannot complain too much. So I'm the same way. I just had a, I interviewed somebody and I said, you know what? 2020 wasn't so bad for me. Like being able to have access to teach in my house and mm -hmm. really mentor young kids, middle school age, high school, um, senior citizens, uh, camps for autism. I was like, more things happened for me, and I was I was able to let myself um, create and be part of these projects that I normally wouldn't do in 2020. Yeah. It was it was fantastic, and I I'm I'm. It's like a double-edged sword, you know. So many people have died from from the coronavirus, but yes, there there's been so many positive things that have happened virtually that I couldn't be more happy with. And I think that's the same thing that happened with you. You were able to take that time and start those projects that you really wanted to do and um, yeah. try new things. And I really think you've been super successful. Spice and oh, you didn't talk about. You have a sauce line too. You have a hot sauce line. Yeah, I do hot hot sauces on my website as well. It's a sweet tea hot sauce. So I'm gonna try common, it. You should get some. I, I do possibly have another sauce coming out. Okay, cool. Um, I'm, Only I'm, on this I'm working on it right now. I'm you working like, on it. You like to tell everybody what you're working on on this podcast. Hold yourself accountable because yes. when I air it, it's going to be tomorrow. So people are going to know that you have two hot sauces out. <laughs> this turnaround yes. time is going to be fast. <laughs> this turnaround time is 10 o'clock. It's going to be out by 12.30. He's good, guys. He's good. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm gonna twelve. I'm gonna turn it around. Um, so here we go. Thank you. Thank you again, Drake, for doing this uh, episode. I love all the things that you're doing. I love you as a person. Um, okay. What is your favorite time of day? Nighttime. Ooh. What time at night, though? Ooh. I don't know. Like after, actually, after ten o'clock, I okay. get like a whole second wind. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> You're not talking about like hoe time after two o'clock though, right? I oh. mean, you know, oh. that, that's <laughs> next question. <laughs> if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, One thing for the rest of my life, I would choose hot wings. I would too, except I'm vegan. What's Again, your that little bit of caveat. <laughs> that's that's small caveat right there. <laughs> What's your biggest vice? Um, you know what? It's freaking food. <laughs> Soccer, right? 
shocker. It's food. I would say it was alcohol back in the day when I worked on the ships, but yeah, not in real life. <laughs> What's the last thing you watched? Bones. It's oh, one of my okay. favorite TV series. I can't say I've watched it before. I watch it like every year. What's the last thing you listen to? Oh, I just, what's the last thing I just listened to? Um, Mine is a podcast. Um, I listen to um, Bob and Monet on a Sibling Rivalry. Oh, you know what? I just, I was listening to, I was listening to my phone. So last thing I listened to was Nicki Minaj um, featuring oh. Rick Ross and Cameron. Oh. Um, it's from, it from her second album. Okay. Uh, what are three things you can't live without? Ooh, three things I can't live without. I cannot live without my friends. Yeah. Um, learned that the hard way. You. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot live without music. Um, yeah. And ironically, being a chef, I would say food, but I think it's just... I, I can't live without getting out my creativity in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Even if I couldn't cook tomorrow, I would need to at least talk about it. Like, so yeah. just like giving out creativity in some kind of way. And you're the best person to talk about it. You're so, you have so much skill. You have so much, so many years under your belt. Why not? What's the most, what's inspiring you right now? Right now, my mom is inspiring me. Oh, um, nice. I, um... My mom is in the healthcare field and she always mm-hmm. like she she's the reason why I am as positive as I am. So she always oh, inspires me. That's awesome. How do you start your day? I start my day <laughs> by looking at emails, which I should stop. But I yeah. definitely start my day by looking at emails. Me yeah. too. I always check my notifications. Do you are you a coffee or tea person in the morning? Tea. I don't drink coffee at all. I just like oh. the smell of it, but I don't like coffee. So Oh, we can't be friends anymore. Uh, Slides. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm starting to drink tea. I'm going to try to get into it. If you had, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, three people, dead or alive. Don't think about it. I, Tell me. Okay, so Obama. Nice. That's a good one. I like that one. Good choice. I want to. You have would dinner. choose Barack over Michelle. I would. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of questions I want to ask Barack as a black man. Sure. Um, that I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Tupac. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite people in the world. Um, yeah. Definitely still think he's alive in the Maldives somewhere. <laughs> and, and also, um, you said don't think about it. So I go. would go with um, uh, Maya Angelou. Oh, good one. Yeah. I really love poetry. Yeah. And, um, it's like one of my things that only my friends know about me, but yeah, I would totally choose her. You know, if some when you said Nicki Minaj, I would probably have dinner with Nicki Minaj because I just think that she'd I, be so she'd be so fun to like kind of pick her brain and I see. Totally have dinner with Nicki Minaj. The only thing is, I chose my Angelo before I chose Nicki Minaj because I'm I still feel like I mean I know she she just had a kid and she's married and I just don't really feel like I'm gonna be respectful to her husband right now. Oh I'm my god, like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to have like dinner with Nikki. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life? Oh, the most adventurous thing I've done. Okay, I would say zorbing in New Zealand. Oh my gosh! I think I it's like one of the few things I've done I when do I it. tell people, and they just like what? 
And I could yeah, not do it. it. One of the most adventurous days of my life. <laughs> What's one thing people would be surprised to know about you? Is it about the poetry? Um, yeah, I mean, I would expand on that and I would say that one of my hobbies is right. Well, I write music and I write raps and, um, people will be surprised to know that I have a lot of freestyles that no one will ever hear. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> you said it exclusively on this podcast. You're putting out those, those, I um, said no one will ever hear those bars. You're, you're putting them out. Has heard them. Um, our, our mutual friend, OG, who's a producer, he's heard them, but no, OG, OG, call me when you listen to this, call me. I want to have you on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, who would you cast to play you in a biopic? Ooh. Okay. So this is a weird choice, but for all you guys who know who Bumper Robertson is, um, he was like one of my favorite actors growing up. And in my mind, he was my big brother. So I would choose Who's him to play Bumper. Him? Bumper Rock, he was on A Different World. He was on oh. a show called A-Man. Um, uh, uh, okay, I know those shows. I he, was always like the, he was always like the, fun, the funny dude. Um, yeah, because I can't I can't think of nobody else. So. I, think I, <laughs> I think I'd probably, in this stance right now, I would probably, or this this mindset, I'd probably have Bruno Mars. Like, and he would get the Oscar for I it. I see Bruno Mars playing you. You know what? Okay, so I was okay. So if Bumper was busy though, you know who I would call? I would call Jay-Z. Michael B. No, Michael, Michael B. B. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call Michael B. Jordan, man. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan's good too. He's a good one. I can see him. I can see him doing all the yeah. crazy stuff up there, Zorbing and cooking and shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> last question: What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received is you have to be you and the best you because no one can be you. And I got that advice in culinary school because we you learn quickly in culinary school, kind of like what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Is that you go to culinary school and you um, it's 20 of you guys and you all get the same recipe, but you're all creating something different and you just have to be you. And I think I, I take a moment sometimes and just think about that before I do things. So it's probably the best piece of advice I ever got. That's a really good lesson for tonight because we've just been discussing being you and kind of creating things that you want to be and you want to see out in the world. And I think that's the most important. Drake, thank you again so much for doing this. Everybody, tell everybody how they can follow you. How can they follow you? So you guys can follow me on instagram and tiktok at chef hollywood 88 also twitter and you can go check out my podcast which is cooking your way through life on all podcast providers except for pandora um (laughs) 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 and um yeah you could just spam pandora and tell them that you want to hear it on there that'd be cool too yeah if you're a pandora follower because some people might not be some yeah, people might not be. Um, excellent. And OG, uh, call me because I want you to have I want to have you on my show again. Drake, yeah, I'm gonna call OG right after this. Yeah, tell him, <laughs> tell him to be on my show. Come listen. Tell him to listen to the podcast. You. I'm like, can you block TJ? <laughs> you. Yeah. Listen to it tomorrow and then call me. Yep. All right, Drake. It's good seeing you. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining in on the conversation. To view additional content, follow Ease Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe and leave comments on the episode wherever this podcast can be found. See you next week.